0: Publisher Podcast, episode 114. Well, hey, hey, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Publisher Podcast. I'm Alexa Bigwarf, your host. Today we're going to be talking about writing to heal, writing through grief and trauma, and using writing as a tool when you are struggling with the other things happening in your life. This is one of my favorite topics because it's how I began my entire writing journey with blogging through the grief and anger and trauma and all of the things that happened after my infant daughter passed away, which eventually led me to put together and publish the book Sunshine After the Storm, a survival guide for the grieving mother, which led into so many other projects and to all the places that we are today with helping authors and with the Women in Publishing Summit and training and courses and information, etc. So it's a topic that I care deeply about because I do believe that writing saved my life at a time where I did not know what else to do to move myself through the process of grief and loss. But it doesn't have to be a loss that is of that nature. And we'll talk about some other projects that I have used and worked on and all of those things throughout different elements of my life in the past few years. Before we get into this discussion, I want to make sure everyone knows that tickets are on early bird sale for the conference, which runs virtually in March, March 6th through 9th please head over to WomenandPublishingsummit.com and grab your ticket at $100 off before that price increases in January. You can make this your wonderful Christmas present to yourself and join us before March, actually, because we have bonus sessions running every month, networking sessions. We have another networking session coming up in a couple of weeks, depending on when you're listening to this. We always have activities going on and we try our best to provide as many opportunities for our community to grow and connect throughout the process so don't miss out it's going to be such a wonderful event as always before we get into the show I do want to make sure everyone knows about PubSite. they are one of our sponsors for the event and have been a sponsor for years PubSite is the best DIY platform for authors that we have found in fact I don't know that I've ever seen another DIY um, do-it-yourself website opportunity that is specifically designed with authors in mind. It's a fairly easy to use tool. I say fairly because you do have to get used to any tool that you're using, but I'll tell you that we set up our website for Purple Butterfly Press in under an hour. And of course, we continue to grow and develop that. And in a recent training session that we did, I set up one for my pen name, Lexi Haddock, in about 20 minutes. So it offers all the elements that you need on your author website, a blog, an about the author, sales tools, easy access to creating a place where you can put the links to wherever your book can be sold, an events page so you can share with your community what you are doing and when you're going to be doing it and invite them to join you. You can also integrate your email CRM so that you can get people on your newsletter list and all of the things. So I invite you to check out womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash pubsite, P-U-B-S-I-T-E. And get their two-week free trial. With that, Within that time frame, you can more than experiment with how to set up the website, how to do all of the things. And they have such great tools on their blog for helping you navigate and, and tutorials for how to do all of the things. And we have resources as well if you need more information. So without further ado, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book, hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Because I've been where you been, and I felt what you feeling, and I don't want Hello, first I just want to say if you are going through a challenging or difficult time right now, I am fully there with you and send you all the love you can imagine. It is so difficult to be creative when there are things in our life that are holding us back from that creativity. When we're experiencing grief or loss or trauma or just the challenges in the world, it's really hard to move on and, and to find the creativity that we need to work on our projects. For those of you who've been in my community for a while, you know that my journey began with grief and loss. I had absolutely no idea that I would find myself where I am today and in the situation that I am today and doing all the things that I am today when I started my blog, which was simply an outlet for me to pour into after losing my daughter. I talked about twin to twin transfusion syndrome, I talked about losing an infant, I talked about having a baby in the NICU, I talked about all of those things and after A short amount of time I started to see how those words impacted others so it was having a twofold effect it was helping me move through something that was very difficult in my life but it was also helping others and as I saw the comments and received emails from people telling me how much my words were helping them I realized how important writing and words are not only for ourselves but for connecting with other people So today I wanted to take some time to just talk about the different tools that you can use, the different ways that you can write to heal. It doesn't always have to be writing a book. As I just explained, I started with a blog and eventually that blog turned into a book and other elements that we used to help people uh, throughout that time. But there are so many different ways. Journaling is a great tool, especially if you're struggling with something that you don't wanna make public to everyone. Writing letters, writing letters to someone that you miss or someone that you're angry at or, or to yourself or to whomever you wanna write to. Writing a letter is a wonderful tool to help you get some of your emotions off your chest. I also like to write to burn, as I like to call it, where when I'm really struggling with someone or something, I'm really upset, I will write things down and then I will burn them literally in my little bonfire pit out in my backyard. That has such a healing component to it. It's it's kind of wild actually, and it's kind of fun to do to release something that we want to get out there. In terms of writing your books, uh, I will often share with people that when we're going through a hard struggle a hard time a hard situation that we want to write about you can start by just writing everything out in a way that doesn't have to be forward-facing for publication so if you want to write your entire story out you can do that and just know that as time passes, as you heal, as you're able to work with an editor or a writing coach to help you refine that, you can eventually take that and make it into something. When we're first going through a situation that's really challenging, the words that come out of us may not be the words that we want to publish in a book one day, but I would say don't stop from writing all the things, all the feelings. You can always remove stuff from it but it will help you, it can be so cathartic to just get everything off of your chest. So if you want to write a book about your experience to help others, you absolutely can, but know that it doesn't have to be a book that you produce for people to still be able to help them. A blog is a great tool, even writing on social media can be a great tool. I will often take to writing my feelings on social media because, of a couple of reasons. One, I want to help others that are maybe experiencing the same journey and share with them that they're not alone. But also you get that immediate feedback and support. And sometimes what we need is to hear from other people that we're not alone and that others are facing similar uh, situations or even just giving their encouragement and their love to you. So if you want to write a book about it, I would, again, suggest a few things. If it was a very traumatic event or a significant loss, give yourself grace and space and know that you don't have to write about everything in the moment. If something is going to re-trigger you or cause you to go into a worse mental health situation, put that aside and come back to it later. There are many ways that you can do it. You can write chronologically, just sitting down and writing your whole story out with all the details from beginning to end. Or you can outline the things that you want to write about and pick the things that you feel ready and prepared to write about and write about them in any order that you choose. So there's no rules when it comes to this. I have found that sitting down and handwriting is the most healing thing. And cathartic methods so if you want to write in a journal your feelings that's really great I bought a really neat leather bound um, unlined journal uh, when I was traveling that I'm writing my next book in because it's a very healing story that I am writing about kind of it's going to be a fiction novel but it is based on a lot of things that I have experienced and that I've found that other women my age and at my stage of life have gone through and it's really helping me to actually just sit down and write that story, hand write that story in a book. Some people prefer to type, Some people prefer to speak their story. So that's another tool that you can use. You can dictate your story uh, to an app like Temi, that's T-E-M-I, that will take your words and transcribe it. Or there are plenty of other tools that you can use. Sometimes I just use Evernote and I turn it on to do the voice-to-text option and then come back and grab those words and edit them later. So if speaking is easier for you than handwriting or typing, then that's always an option as well. It's important to kind of have an idea of what you're trying to do with it eventually. In the beginning, you can just be writing anything you wanna write just to help you move forward and get to the next stage. But at some point in time, you need to have some level of a goal. What do you wanna do with your words? Do you want to write some kind of prescriptive self-help which is what Sunshine After the Storm is. It's a survival guide for grieving mothers and it takes different topics and it breaks them down and provides stories and resources and tools. It's not self-help in the way that it has uh, action steps, but there are definitely uh, opportunities for you to write a self-help book that does have action steps. I was struggling with this this is how I overcame it. You can include stories from other people as we did with Sunshine After the Storm, and then you can create those action steps for people to take to move forward with those. It can be a memoir where you just share, you're sharing a snapshot of your journey. But with a memoir, you have to remember that it's as much about the reader's journey as it is about yours, and what is the transformation that you want them to feel. With a memoir, you don't want it to cover every element of your life. That's a biography, which you can also write if you really want to get down into the nuts and bolts of everything that happened. But a memoir is going to be specific a specific time, a snapshot of your life, and it should be heavily focused on creating the story that evokes people's emotions, and by the end of the book, they feel like they've gone on that journey as well. Um, You can do journals. I just launched and created, I didn't just create it, I've been working on it for years, but on December 12th, I finally published my journal for grieving mothers, and this is the Sisterhood of Healing Hearts Permission to Thrive, a six-month guided journal for grieving mothers, and this is um, it, tools and action steps, and things that grieving mothers can do to help them in the healing process. Journals are a wonderful tool to create, but they take a little bit different. Um, mindset, I guess, or a skill set, if you will, because it's not all words. It's a lot of activities. It's a lot of space. It's a lot of um, guiding through what kind of action steps they can take and obviously the place to journal about it and to do these activities. And you have a whole new ball of things that you have to figure out with that. A lot of times you're going to be working with a specific designer that knows how to design a beautiful journal depending on how many activities and things are in it. Sometimes they may just have simple prompts and and lined pages, which you can do on your own through Canva or other tools, but the key thing on journals is finding a printer Because if you want it to be, you can do this on your own through Amazon, but it won't be um, spiral bound or anything like that. It'll be your traditional uh, paperback bound book. But if you want to make it fancier and and have it in a spiral bound uh, format, which many journals are in, most journals are in, then you'll have to also consider how are you going to find a printer and looking up printers and getting quotes and and know and understand that that route will require you to have a budget as well, which is a whole different conversation. But when you're forward thinking, um, how are you going to pay for the initial journals? How are you going to sell them? How are you going to distribute them? All of those types of things. But journals are a beautiful tool, especially for anyone who has written a memoir or even a fiction book or any type of book. I've seen fiction authors create journals that go along because their fiction books also had healing elements to them. So then they've created journals or or additional uh, resources that go along with that that you can sell as well with your book. So you know, when you're thinking about all of these different things, it's, it's important initially to just write what you need to write to help you to move past it. And then you can start thinking about how you can, and I hate to use the word, but it is the word, monetize through other things that can come along with it or by creating an actual book that you're selling or any of the other tools if you're really forward thinking and you're in the space of coaching people, you can also create companion challenges or courses, uh, consulting opportunities, webinars, a YouTube channel that goes through some of these things. So there are a lot of ways that you can take the things that happen in your life and use them to help others and also build some type of business around it. Not everybody's gonna be in that space. Some people just need to be able to process whatever it is that you are going through. And if that's your situation or where you are now, where the idea of even doing anything with it is overwhelming, then take a step back and just think about what you need to do right now to help you move through that process. I would encourage you to start with either the letter writing or the journaling and just get those words out on paper so that you can help and move forward. It's interesting because it doesn't have to always be nonfiction. It doesn't have to be a blog. It doesn't have to be a journal. There are other ways that you can write that is very cathartic and healing. I have two specific examples that I want to talk about that are fiction-based. But there are many authors who do this. And um, it's a wonderful way to use fiction to help you go through a situation. So the first one was the book that I wrote. It's a rom-com, a romantic comedy called Four Days in Paris. I published this under my pen name Lexi Haddock and it is a sweet just little story, little story, it was a big story, of a girl in 1999, an American girl who's living in Paris and she's getting ready to go back to the States and New Year's Eve 1999 happens and she meets her one of her best friend's brothers, and over the course of the next four days, they fall in love. And you might think to yourself, what on earth does this have to have with writing to heal? Well, there were a couple components to this. At the time I wrote this book, I had no, absolutely no desire to write a romantic comedy. I was working on multiple other fiction projects, including a World War II book that I would love to finish one day, but that topic was so heavy, and I had to step away from it because I just could not get there. The book that kept popping into my head, the story that was just taking over everything else in my life, was this story based on what actually happened to me in 1999. I actually did live in Paris, was getting ready to leave uh, to go back to the United States, and on New Year's Eve, I met one of my good friend's cousins, and we spent a wonderful wonderful night together, New Year's Eve, walking around Paris and getting to know each other. And while the two of us did not fall in love and have a happily ever after, it was one of the best experiences to me. And I've often wondered, what if something else had come from that night? So let's roll back to when I wrote the book, which was during COVID lockdown. Well, the world was so heavy and I could not focus on anything heavy. I could not focus on anything that did anything but bring me joy and delight, actually. So I decided to dig into this story and write it. I was reading a lot of rom-coms in my, in my uh, research and also just because they were fun and light and took me away to a happier place and just really dove into that world. Additionally, I was going through a divorce and you might think that's probably the last time someone would want to dig into a book about, oh, love and falling in love and all of those things. But for me, it, it had a couple of different elements to it. The first was that while my heart was broken, I wanted to be hopeful that love could come again. So Diving into a purely unrealistic, I don't know, maybe it's realistic for some people. I know there are love at sight stories all the time, but for me at the moment it seemed very unrealistic. But it was fun to write about new love and those feelings and 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 finding someone and falling in love and all of that. So it was actually very healing for me. But additionally, there was one other piece of it, and that is the whole reason that I'd gone back to France was to um to with a boyfriend from when I'd been a student in France, and we had broken up, and I had a lot of unresolved feelings. Even 20 years later, I had a lot of unresolved feelings around that situation, so I also was kind of using it as an opportunity for closure in the book, and uh, he actually plays a character. He plays the character that breaks uh, my main character, Callie's heart, and it's it's in her healing process to get over Vic, that she becomes closer to her two girlfriends and eventually decides she's ready to open her heart up again. So as you can see, this book, that when someone reads it, not knowing any of that context, just seems like a super lighthearted story about, about someone who just randomly meets somebody on New Year's, even fall in, falls in love. But for me, there were so many doors being closed in my heart that I needed to close through the writing of this book. So you can take a painful situation and you can make something fun from it out of fiction. The second example I want to give is with another mother who has lost uh, her, her baby. And her process to heal from that is writing a fiction book as well and the book is about two couples and in the storyline which has nothing to do with losing a child one of the couples actually loses a child and she processes her feelings and emotion through characters that are not her and have nothing to do with her And that is another way that you can write to heal is by creating characters who experience something very similar to the heartbreak or trauma that you have experienced and working through all of that on the pages of your fiction book. That's not only healing for you, it will be healing for your readers who have experienced anything like that. Of course, again, so many people have written memoirs, have written their stories in different ways. Something I didn't mention was contributing to online media and to and to even written word media where you are sharing your story. There are tons of 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 media outlets that focus on grief, loss, trauma. You can seek some of those as ways to share your story and provide articles for their readers as well that can be so helpful. So, At the end of the day, no matter what it is that you are facing, I want to encourage you to use writing as a tool to move through that situation. It doesn't matter which one of these tools that you choose to go with, whether it's writing in your own journal, whether it's blogging for other people, whether it's writing for media, whether it's writing a fiction book, whether it's writing a memoir or a journal or any of the things, I want to encourage you to use the tool that you already love, which is writing to help you process and move forward and know that you will be helping others in that process as well and sometimes it's the only thing that we can do to get our mojo back like me with four days in Paris no matter how much I wanted to work on these other books I could not get these characters and this story out of my head until I sat down and took the time to write it out. So if you're feeling a pull with a story or an idea that just keeps popping forward based on something you've experienced or a challenge you have or something that you're struggling with, write it. Take some time, carve that time out and and let that escape onto the pages. If it's like, if you experience what I experienced, it will free your mind, (laughs) it will free your creativity, it will help you move back whatever it is that is causing these blocks for you and really help you in a way that you can never imagine. I hope this was helpful for you. I know that writing about my daughter and writing about my experience through the loss has done more for me than any kind of therapy or other kind of healing that I have sought out. It's really been something that I have leaned into hard and continue to do. And I just hope that if you are having a difficult time, that this is something that can be helpful to you as well. We do have resources over on the Women in Publishing Summit website. If you head over to Summit.com forward slash healing, you'll find a page with a writing challenge that I have, You'll find some webinars and other resources that you can look at. And um, overall, I just hope that if this is what you need right now, these will be useful tools for you. And if it's not what you need right now, maybe one day in the future you will. will. So definitely mark this as a resource uh, that, well, first I hope you never need it as a resource, but if you ever do, you know where to come back to to get you moving forward. So thank you again. Um, Thank you for being a part of my community. Thank you for being a part of this process that I have gone through as I have healed my broken heart multiple times through writing. And I just want to share that healing with you and hope that should you ever need it, you have a resource. All the best. And we hope that we will see you at a future event or at the Women in Publishing Summit You can get your tickets at womenandpublishingsummit.com and join us in community as we help everyone in our community move forward with whatever project they're working on and get to the next level with your goals. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music.